I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and, and that's, that's Grayson. Grayson. And this is Autism Building the Puzzle. One piece at a time. and welcome to Autism Building the Puzzle one piece at a time. My name is Alex and today is going to be an episode with me just flying solo. Um, I want to talk about a topic that was an experience that I kind of just went through yesterday um, that I feel like needs more awareness and just to kind of put it out there because I think there are a lot of parents that are going through this um, from what I hear. So I kind of want to get your guys' takes on this. Um, a lot of you guys have children that are in the school system, um, and I really want to see how you guys feel about the services that you guys are getting and how your IEPs are honored, um, et cetera. So let me start by saying, you know, we do the support call every Tuesday. Um, in the beginning, we had people on there. Lately, we haven't been. I know right now for people, life is absolutely crazy. I totally, totally get it. We are trying to push that out more. Um, but we did have a caller last night um, join our support group. And when she had called, she had stated, I'm not going to share names or universities or anything like that. Um, she had stated that she was attending a university um, kind of in the area and that they were to listen in on autism support groups, special needs support groups, so that they could gain more insight since they are studying um, special education and studying to become a teacher in the school district. So I had kind of explained to her that we didn't have anybody else on the call and that she could kind of pick my brain a little bit. So um, she started out by kind of saying, you know, she didn't know Grayson was homeschooled. So she wanted to know how school was going, was his IEP being honored, how I felt about that. Um, so I explained that we homeschooled and the reasons why. Um, and she had said, you know, she was a senior and this was a common problem that she had been hearing about, about how, you know, the aides are not certified. Um, if the teacher is not there, who is certified with credentials in the room? Usually no one. Usually it is one certified teacher and then it is three or four aides and sometimes even two or less, depending on the number of students, depending on if there are special needs mixed in with neurotypical. It really depends what the school's program is. Um, so I had explained to her that we did put him in Montessori and that didn't work out. As soon as they changed his classroom, it was just a wash after that. Um, he no longer did well. School had approached me and said they didn't think that was the best place for him. Um, I kind of put him there because I was very comfortable with the school. I loved the things that the school offered, um, but it just wasn't the right fit at the time. So I thought maybe something will click. Maybe he'll hear other children talking and he'll start talking. However, that was not the case. Um, so he exited Montessori. Then I went on to visit an all-inclusive special needs school, which was, I mean, um, not your regular school. Let's just say that. It was not your regular school. So it was 
full on like high security. Um, it it didn't even look like a school. I literally walked in. I'm not gonna give the name of the school, um, but these children were in full gear. And listen, I get it. If your child is self-injurious and there is a serious concern of them injuring themselves, I totally support that 100%. These children were like in hockey apparatuses. I mean, it was it was just not the norm. And it wasn't something that I've ever seen before. Um, I knew it was going to be intense walking in just because of the type of school it is. Um, but what we had thought was between me and early intervention at the time, we thought, okay, go to this most serious level first, because it's better when you come down steps rather than putting him in a regular school with neurotypical children. And then it's saying, okay, he's not doing well. We need now need to take the plunge to a full-time facility. Almost. Um, he's still coming home, but it is a whole different kind of facility. I don't know if I would call it even a school, maybe a school slash facility. Um, but it was just a whole, uh, it was just something I've never experienced before. So literally, as soon as I walked in and saw all this, I thought, this is not the place for him. And it wasn't because I didn't like what I saw. I just knew we weren't there yet. Um, and hopefully we we would overcome our challenges and we, we wouldn't be there. And like I said, there's nothing wrong if your child needs it. But in my gut, I, it just didn't feel right for Grayson. I couldn't picture him being there. And I knew that right away. Um, so I didn't waste any time. I knew that was out. Then we had the school district to come out here. And I met with the school district. They interviewed me. We met for a few hours. We went over the program that he would be in and things like that. Um, and I liked everything. Everything sounded great. Then we went through just a couple steps back. We were making so much progress, but in some areas, you know, sometimes we were taking steps back. Whenever you have growth in certain areas, you also have regression in others. And that is very common. Um, you know, I always say when you are involved in autism, you literally have to take one day at a time. You cannot say, okay, next week he's going to be doing this and, you know, he's going to be potty trained and he's doing so good. You can't because you really don't know what tomorrow brings. So long story short, we were going through challenges. It ended up our therapist was leaving, all of this. And I thought to myself, we have to homeschool. Um, and let's face it, things in the school system have changed since the pandemic. A lot of kids are virtual. A lot of kids have the option of being virtual. Um, I do not agree with certain things that are being taught in the school district. If you agree for your child, I support it. That is your business. Um, but for my family, no, I do not support it. I don't support the fact that they are not teaching cursive writing anymore. I want my child to be able to sign in cursive write. So therefore, he will learn that here. Um, I don't like the fact that they're erasing certain parts of our history. That will be something that I will teach him. Um, and the fact that he is nonverbal. This is not a child who something happens to at school or he has a bad day. He can come home and voice that to me. He cannot do that. Um, so I feel like when you are dealing with a nonverbal child, it is just a whole entire different ballgame. Um, so that is why I made the decision then to homeschool. Um, I also did not feel confident because Grayson has always been a challenging case. Um, as far as the therapists are concerned, as far as early intervention was concerned, as far as the BCBAs from the state were concerned, they know he's brilliant 
and it is nowhere near as bad as it could be self-injurious wise or with aggressive behavior, but we still had that blocker going on with him to where you literally took 10 steps up and 20 steps back. Um, Grayson was consistent at being inconsistent and we just couldn't get through those challenges. Um, did we work through now? Absolutely we did, but we have new challenges and still Grayson is nonverbal. Um, Grayson can spell, Grayson can type, but we're not there yet to where we can form sentences and tell mom what's going on. Um, so that is why I opted for homeschooling. As a lot of you guys know, for new listeners, there's the story if you haven't listened to previous episodes. Um, so I kind of voiced this to this girl, um, and this was a common problem she was coming across. There were children with autism in her family, and this was something that the parents were talking about. So this is not the first time I've heard it. I have heard stories of parents who have IEPs that need to be honored by the school district that, you know, okay, so here's a story. Perfect example. Child was high-functioning autism. He could test standardized testing. However, he lacked social communication and social skills. Therefore, he qualified for the autism program in school. What had happened was school said, absolutely not. We're not putting him in the program because he can test standardized testing. Family went to court with the school district. Judge awarded the family full services. School district then turned around and said, absolutely not. We are appealing this case. So it is a lot harder than you think. I have heard of parents having to literally fight tooth and nail to get services for their child. Um, And I also feel as though a lot of parents that are not involved in therapy and don't know what's going on, I can't imagine how hard it is sending your child in the school district because I know I probably would not have a clue what was going on with therapy if I was not involved in it every single day. I know that when we miss a day or even two days, it's like, sorry, but all hell broke loose. Um, My schedule's off, Grayson's schedule's off, Grayson's behavior is off. Grayson needs that structure and he needs that discipline. And I feel as though if a therapist cannot calm him down or a BCBA or even sometimes mom, I'm sorry to put it bluntly, but what is a 20-year-old aide going to be able to do for him? And I'm not saying there aren't aides out there that are good at their jobs. There are, but there are a lot who are not, and they're not certified, and that doesn't sit well with me. I have literally eat and breathed autism over the last six years. I know it from the back of my hand. I know Grayson's behaviors. And if I know all of that and sometimes the things that I'm implementing don't work, I don't feel confident at all. Um, And I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way. I'm sure a lot of you are going through it with the school district where you're not being heard. Your IEPs aren't being listened to. You feel as though your child should be getting more services and you're not entitled to them. This is an ongoing problem. Um, I remember even when the school district came out, I remember our OT was present for the meeting And she had said, you almost want him to bomb everything when he goes to the school meeting. So when you first start the evaluation at school, you see a psychologist, you see an OT, you see literally everybody, a DI if you're in New Jersey. 
um, you see everyone and they all evaluate on every kind of level, psychological, all of that. So you don't want him to do well on that because if he does well and he's just having a good day and it's a fluke, guess what? You're not getting all the services that you're entitled to. So you almost want them to do really bad on that so that you get everything because if not, you're going to be fighting for it. Um, and that was something I learned. Um, and we weren't even sure if he was going to be able to get through the testing. When Grayson would be out, Grayson was not good at testing. Grayson was used to therapy in a natural environment, which was recommended when we started this. Therapy always in a natural environment, especially with early intervention. Um, and any time we went to the hospital during diagnosis or any kind of speech evaluation, he bombed. He bombed. It was like he had no receptive language. He had no idea what they were talking about. Um... And you were just like, Grayson, you know this. We do this every day. And it was just like, didn't even want to participate at all. Um, and that was frustrating sometimes because you're working on the same thing for months and months. And you know he, ha he knows this and he just doesn't want to perform. Um, so that's difficult. But you, you can't force him. So these were things that we have talked about. These, were th these are things that I have talked about with our BCBA and our therapy team. In the beginning of this, they did not agree with Grayson being homeschooled. They were not on board with it at all when I brought it up. As time went on and they started learning Grayson even more, especially our therapist, our BCBA really knows Grayson very well, but our therapist did not for a long time. And as soon as he started learning Grayson's behaviors, challenges, his strengths, he turned around and said, you are making the best decision by keeping him home. Um, so that's what I did. And he works very well with me. He's used to working with me with therapy. Um, in the beginning, it was touch and go back when we were doing my way, which was a little bit of a different structure of ABA, which was a great way. ABA is going to be changing soon. ABA is super strict. Um, it's sit down, you do this, you get this, and it's back and forth for hours like that. Our ABA is a little bit different. Um, ABA, like we have said in previous episodes, does not believe in sensory. Um, our BCBA, thank God, does pick up, does tickle. She believes that Grayson is completely sensory oriented. If Grayson is off sensory wise, Grayson cannot perform at all. He's going to have a horrible day, horrible trials, and he can't get through therapy. So that is the reinforcer. iPads and constantly picking up. Another thing they can't do in school. I mean, what are they going to do? He gets a coloring page right. Are they going to stand there and swing him for half an hour straight? No. That alone will cause a behavior. And they are not going, they can't do that. That is a liability issue. So that's another problem. Um, and even if he has his AAC device there and he's communicating, he has his sensory needs on his communication device. So what's going to happen then is we're going to have Grayson, who's hitting, hitting the button for the AAC, Let's say it's um, swing, okay? He's hitting that and they're telling him, no, not right now. But they're doing this every day. So he's performing and he's doing the work. However, it is never being reinforced because A, they're not gonna give him an iPad in school and B, they're not gonna sit there and swing him due to a liability. So this kid's gonna be flipping out all day because his needs are not being met. It's not that the kid is being temperamental or needs to be put on uh, an ADHD medicine because he can't sit still. His needs are not being fulfilled. Therefore, he cannot regulate himself. Um, and I'm sure Grayson is not the only one. Um, 
And that to me is just heartbroken, heartbreaking because I feel as though a lot of these kids are not being understood. And that was one thing that was, there were two pieces of advice I gave this college girl last night. And the one thing was, the first thing I'm going to tell you is when you meet one child with autism, you have done just that. You have only met one child with autism. Autism is a spectrum. No two children with autism are the same at all. Um, you will never come across it. The second piece of advice is put yourself in that child's shoes. Imagine standing there and not knowing what people want of you and feeling so off and not in control of your body. Could you imagine going through that every day? And then on top of that, could you imagine not being able to speak? How could, how would that feel? I mean, that just makes me want to sometimes cry for Grayson because the only way he can communicate something is going on is by flipping out, screaming, crying, um, stomping his feet. He has no other way of getting that out and having that release um, where, you know, you would have an argument with somebody or just kind of scream and let it out. There's none of that. He does scream. Yes, but he doesn't know how to. He'll scream and, you know, it'll escalate when he's angry, but he doesn't know how to regulate that. He's not going to say, okay, I'm angry. You know what? Let me turn this into constructive anger and go punch a pillow or go do something productive. He doesn't have that skill yet. Um, so it comes out in other ways. He's trying to get into the room right now. So this was something that I told her, have compassion for the children that you're teaching. Put yourself in their position because I think a lot of times you don't see the compassion there anymore. Um, they come in, they read them like a textbook, and they're not textbook. They are so far from that. And that was one thing that I do think Grayson has proved to the providers. A lot of them came in and thought, no, well, this is what studies show. I don't care what your studies show. You will learn Grayson and you will see it doesn't, that's out the window. And by the time they were leaving, they were like, wow, you know, you have taught me a lot. So I just wanted to kind of bring this more out into the open um, tonight because this was a huge conversation last night and this is a huge problem. Um, and I really hope that our children can get services that they deserve. Good people in these school districts that actually care because there are a lot out there. There are great ones, but there's a lot who don't. So that's what I'm gonna wrap this up with tonight. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear from you guys. Um, you can reach out to us at buildingthepuzzle at yahoo.com. Send us your stories. I want to know, are your IEPs being honored? Do you feel like you're being heard? Is your children being respected on the level of what they need in the school district? How does it go as far as if your child is very sensory oriented? How does that go in your school district? Um, or do you find other ways? Do you take them to, if it's, you know, gymnastics or gym or any kind of exercise to get that out? What do you do at home? What do you do on free time to expunge that? Um, so yeah, please send us any kind of tips that you guys have, um, your stories. Again, we're on IG under Building the Puzzle and on www.buildingthepuzzle.com. We're pretty much everywhere and you can write in on there. All of our contact information is there. And yeah, we look forward to hearing from all you guys. Hopefully soon we'll do a Q&A on here. 
um, and do some live questions and answers for you guys. It's, it's definitely been a while, let me say. We have the 200th episode coming up. Um, it's just insane that we have done so many episodes. So we hope that you guys find this information valuable. And like I always say, we would not be doing this without you guys for your support. We really, really appreciate it. So I hope all of you have a wonderful day. For autism, building, building the, the puzzle, puzzle one piece, piece at, at a time. time. I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. Signing off. Take care, everybody. Here at Building the Puzzle, we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays. Well, if you're in New Jersey, you're in luck. The Speech Paradigm has you covered. They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them. You can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com. You can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson and Company, uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, they can be reached at grayson-company.myshopify.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram as well as Etsy. On Etsy, they can be found at Grayson and Company Toys.